It all began with a very simple idea. You know, if we actually had tissue that we could put rounds through, we could then bring them back to the shop and mold them. And that simple idea became a reality. This is what a 223 round looks like going in. This is this is a 12 gauge entrance and this is 38 point blank. It looks something like this going out. Boom. So you had fun then. Oh yeah. Welcome. It's been a it while. It has been a while. We've done this for a while, have we? <laughs> so so we're here and and we have it's kind of to do with the sculpting thing but not really. Um, sculpting of a completely different kind. <laughs> yes, the the real way. Nothing says um, real like real, right? Absolutely. Well, this is this is um, for those of you. Hopefully, if you listen to some of the other casts we've done, we did a couple of videos on sculpting, and we did uh, like realistic skin textures, and then we did like lizardy, weird sort of reptilian bird textures, reptilian stuff, stuff, that kind of stuff, which was fine. And then this sort of final texture thing is more. It's more than texture. It's more about viscera and that kind of the randomness yeah. that you get tissue textures tissue tissue textures um and you can of course sculpt these but um we had a, a think about uh, ways of constructing these textures and i about a year ago i did a, a blog post about you know uh, creating various textures and i will put the link to that on this post about that, like putting plaster out letting it nearly set and then cracking it from underneath and molding right. it right because if you then if you were trying to sculpt that it would take forever, but you can actually same thing it. with clay. And then we kind of thought, yeah, the like that, that yes. dried mud te riverbed and lake bed texture mm -hmm, mm -hmm. ways yeah, to do it. You sort of cause it cause it to happen rather than sculpt it. I mean, sculpt some things, but some things uh, can be made, uh, and that's what kind of led to this next thing, which <laughs> I kind of thought would be <laughs> a bit of fun. Unfortunately, in in England, uh, the ownership of a salt Wirefields is, 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 is not that easy to get. So uh, I thought maybe Todd in Colorado, you could oblige. Um, so, so Todd, why don't you tell us what you've been up to? This well, um, there, was a, there was a lot of testosterone <laughs> flying around the mountains last weekend. Uh, I enlisted. And bits of bacon. I yeah, understand. bacon. It, we all cried a little bit because we realized we weren't going to be able to cook any of it when we were done because, one, there wasn't going to be much of it left. And two, in order to mold it, we were going to be mucking it up a bit more than I wanted to risk ingesting later on. But we wound up spending uh, about $200 on, on bacon, uh, ribs, and fat back. And we had a great time. I enlisted the help of a few of my military buddies, and we went up into one of the national forests up near Rocky Mountain National Park, not in the park, but um, on forest land where the discharge of firearms is, is permitted within certain guidelines. And I was sure we were all going to be in, in good hands because these are combat veterans who know their way around weapons, and we took a variety of stuff up with us, and we're going to do ex exit wounds and entrance wounds on on this pig stuff. Uh, and for some of you might realize that um, pig skin is probably about as close to human skin from the animal world as you can can come by. So anything we did to the, to the pig skin was going to be a pretty close representation of what it would do to a human. And 
I can tell you, I do not ever want to be on the receiving end of one of these rounds. We, you could yeah, scope, there, and there, there are lots of photographs. You, know, you can go online and find all kinds of forensic pathology sites and look at photographs of all kinds of trauma and bullet wounds, which, which, which is, is fine. Which is which is fine, so, but then you know you'd have to actually sculpt your representation of what you're looking at from a photograph. And we thought, you know, if we actually had tissue that we could put rounds through, we could then bring them back to the shop and mold them and then do clay pours of the molds and tweak them a little bit and incorporate that into whatever kind of trauma wound simulation we we need to create. And (laughs) boy, did it. I, I have to mark this as a huge success. We Fantastic. we we expended a lot of rounds in the name of science. Uh, we had a thirty-eight caliber revolver with um, hollow point and full metal jacket rounds, which are you know the solid metal metal casings. We had two twenty-three and five point five six millimeter, which is essentially the same thing. It's uh, NATO and U.S. rounds that we were firing through. Uh, AR-15s and M4s. We had two nine millimeters. One of them was a Glock. I I don't remember what the other one was. And we had a a 12 gauge Mossberg with a variety of rounds. And I've got a little camp shotgun that I use, a 20 gauge shotgun, which has virtually no kick and packs a real wallop. And we set up our so we started off with um, the high caliber stuff and kind of worked our way up to the shotguns because those were going to create the most damage and we wanted to make sure that we had some tissue left. <laughs> you know, didn't, didn't destroy what we had just shot. So we kept tabs of it all and came up with some really, really nice, nice stuff. And I'm amazed at the damage these things do. You know, we were working with the, the all of the we had four different chunks of meat the the fat back which is pretty much um, like the bacon but it doesn't have the muscle tissue attached to it nor the skin so it's mostly fat um, we had two big slabs of, of bacon that were about a foot and a half wide by two inches long and, and close to three inches at the at the deepest point and then we had a chunk of of ribs that was muscle and connective tissue and and the bone and you had the ribs yeah, as well. Yeah, so we've... Oh, fantastic. I didn't realize you had a side with the ribs. And we, so. and we blew the bejesus out of it all. You know, yeah. Direct contact, boom. And one of the pictures, I mean, literally, it was raining bacon. We would blow this I stuff saw. up. And, and we were finding bits of bacon fat and stuff in our hair and our clothes. I had it all over my glasses. Lovely. Wow. And you, you, you've... Uh... You've done me a service by sort of holding up the results. I've seen the molds and some of the casts, but what we'll do is we'll, we'll have some photographs on the blog. Of these. Yeah, um, and, and um, we tried because... it from, from a variety of distances. We were, I think the closest we got was direct contact, which we did with both the 9mm and the 38, because we wanted to show how a point blank contact wound would actually split the skin, kind of like a, a blunt force trauma avulsion. And by God, it, it did. And the wow. hole on the other side was enormous. And we have pictures we have of it. We have pictures That's of the it good all. Thing. Because 
this is the thing. I mean, with real reference pictures, there you know some poor souls been injured, but here we were actually able to 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 look at it from all angles and turn it and over. It was rain- and then shoot it, was it from the back. Literally raining bacon. We were all pulling chunks of chunks of meat out of our hair. <laughs> and you know, and I don't want to. I don't want to nice. make this this podcast sound like we're glorifying the you know the the gun culture because we're not. This was really all done in the name of science and. While we had great fun doing it, there was, you know, great care taken in making sure that we did this carefully and without endangering anyone or anything. But we got so great results. results. I mean, we have amazing. We, yeah. When we when we do the publish the blog, I mean, there are a lot of photographs, but it's just a a smattering of what we actually have. I mean, we've got way more molds, and I, I thought it would start to get a little redundant and old if we showed everything we created. But boy, okay. we, we documented everything. Amazing. And Amazing. This is yeah, so it was, a, it was, it was, I'm so sorry you weren't able to be here cause you would have had a ball. It would be cool, but I'm just so pleased you were able to get things that we, you know, could, you could mold and we can actually look at from all angles. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. It's, it's that, you know, when you see the photographs, they're, they're, you know, one or two snatched angles. But here you can actually study it, look at it all the way around, look at it from I the back. Some of it looks know, like, like said, alien the entrance wounds. <laughs> well, that big, yeah, that shotgun. Yeah, this, this one that I'm holding up to Stuart. Stuart can see it, but you guys can't. It's... We'll put a photograph yeah, it's, of it. It's nuts. It's, it's something else. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think that's the thing. You, you get the chance to study it. And that's really the purpose of this, was to, to create a series of, 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 of shapes that were created, you know, by that impact of a round going through tissue and then copying it in a mold to see so you could actually study it and, and get your head around it. So you're not distracted by color, bruising or blood or anything. You're just seeing the three-dimensional Right. Form. Now, this was... And it's quite interesting. Yeah, this was really the culmination of, of a series of things that, that you and I had been talking about because um, this was kind of the explosive portion of it. But just having tissue you know, meat and muscle to begin with. Um, I molded a big chunk of beef tripe, which is from one of the three stomach chambers of a, of a cow. Um, did just a couple of chunks of, of beef heart from the specialty meat section at my local Kroger affiliate. And um, a big chunk of of meat of beef bone with with some meat and fat attached to it for for making soup and just made molds of that to see what kind of results we got and those even turned out really really neat because you get you can see that even though it's subtle you still have the connective tissue you've got the muscle tissue you've got all of the the stuff right there that yeah you can sculpt this but this is this is the real deal mm-hmm. and you know nothing says real like real True enough. I mean, it's just a good exercise, I think, to, to look at the pictures and also to try and do this, maybe try and buy some some meat and stuff. I was going to, I was talking to a friend of mine, a guy called Simon Webber, who did a makeup for a, a movie called The, the Deaths of Ian. And uh, he used chicken skin, which at the time I thought was crazy. But when he showed me what he'd done, it was amazing. Yeah. And what he, what he did was he sculpted the makeup, he roughed out the forms in plastiline. And then he bought some chickens with the skin on, some you know chicken breast. Turned the skin inside out so that the natural, obvious, bumpy stuff was on the right. inside. And then pinned it, pinned it to the sculpts and stretched it out. And then made molds of that. Got out some clay presses and plastiline, and then you know tweaked it and cleaned it up. 
but essentially a lot of that form of texture, which was very subtle and very slight, but it was created naturally and using control of it to a degree. But you know, you allow that element of um, of random reality in, and you know, if you didn't like it, you just do it again. That's the thing; it's just chickens again. So you can make five of these things, you know, and then pick the best bits. And I think it's great to have the real thing there in front of you. As a Absolutely. Ball. And here's here's and then use that to inform your mind. Here's a point that we can make. You know, if you understand basic mold making, if you know how to make a simple block, flood, plate mold, whatever. There's virtually nothing you can't fabricate. I mean, all of this stuff at your fingertips, all you got to do is think it up and give it a shot. I think it's great for, for things like gore and stuff oh, because yeah. you can you can labor sculpting that stuff, but actually fabricating it often looks the best, yeah. I think. And then you can take all these from these, these different wounds that we've got and combine them and... Oh, ah, the mic... My head's going to explode. I, I, I want to. Let's finish this up. I, I want to go in the shop and start sculpting something. Um, I'm, I'm going to say a mention about the, the guts and stuff. I remember on Alexander uh, about ten years ago. About ten years ago, it was um, the one with Colin Farrell, mm. and uh, there, there was a scene where some uh, like soothsayer or whatever was going to look into these bull guts to try and determine the outcome of a battle or something. And they wanted to use real guts. I don't remember who was saying, but they wanted to use guts because they figured that whatever would get made would look fake, which I took as a gold thing, you know, thrown, <laughs> thrown at my feet. So I accept that uh, challenge. So, I, I believe I can. So um, we, uh, I can't remember who it was, but some brave soul went, found an abattoir or a butcher's supplies or something, and they got some very fresh bits, but not just the bits you think. We, we got lungs. We got a heart, we got a liver, we got kidneys, uh, everything except the intestines, uh, which I'm kind of not that, you know, fussed about because I figured they weren't going to be easy to mold. They're 45 feet of right. something edging up. No, I'll sculpt those. That's fine. <laughs> um, and it was great to, to have those. And, and again, I'm going to put these on the blog. And I took photos of them with tape measure next to it because I could not believe how big these things were, you know. And the, the cow's heart is hard. They're like cartilage areas on the top. It's hard. Yeah. You know, there's, there's the chambers that are soft, but that white stuff on the top is like bone. I mean, it's really oh yeah, heart heart firm. muscle is different from any other other type of muscle because of the density of it. Mm -hmm. Well, I was looking through your notes about what you were saying about the tissue, and I didn't realize you sort of uh, outed yourself as a kind of uh, scientific body at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Medicine was my original career career track uh, many years ago, and it's kind of cool to be able to have have an opportunity to put some of that prior education back to work. Though I got to tell you, you know, I have, I am now looked at as rather a strange fellow at some of the butcher shops around town when we were collecting <laughs> this stuff and say, yeah, you having a big cookout, are you? Wow. That's a, um, not exactly. Where the, the place where we wound up getting all of our stuff thought it was really cool and said, anytime you want anything else, you know, we got it all. We've got intestines. We've got whole pigs, heads, eyeballs, intestines, you name it. We got it. So give us a holler. So I'm, I'm going to give this guy copies of the photographs and we may have, have to try another experiment at some point. Wow. That'd be interesting to see photos of those things. I mean, I guess you'll have to take them because that's where you are. Well, eyeballs and stuff, you know, from the back. Yeah. You know, stuff we don't tend to see easily. This is what the tripe turned out looking like. Oh, that is so weird. It looks like a big alien labia. 
yeah, it's it's disgusting. <laughs> it's just, just Don't like horrible. It. I bet it smells. Very cool. Now, you know, there's some other stuff, too, uh, for creating these te- tissue textures. Um, and we talked about, you know, sculpting it from scratch, looking at, at reference pictures. But I have found, you know, when I'm when I'm waiting for something to set up and I've got a little excess um, expandable soft foam, polyfoam, you know, when it's starting to go off, if you start messing around with it and you get all these strings and sinews and strands that really look very much like, like tissue that you could then mold and incorporate into, into a wound sculpt, uh, either using the soft polyfoam or the rigid stuff that gets, gets pretty interesting looking. And again, random, I guess, because it's not yeah, deliberate right. in its shape. So it doesn't look like someone has made it. It's just sort of natural. Yeah. And that, I've done that with gelatine. That's a little more control because you can kind of heat that up. But you're right with the, the thing with the, with the expanding foams is they kind of they swell. So they have that kind of puffy look like, like innards right. do. You know, they're kind of they're under pressure and, um, you know, kind of there's a lot of weight behind it all. Nasty business. <laughs> the things we do in the name of art. So I think we've pretty much covered it then, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. You know, we could we could talk about different types of tissue, but you know, I don't know that we, we if if you're really interested in the types of tissue, we've got it covered in the text, and you can take a look at the blog, which is going to be a little bit more in depth of what what Stu and I have been talking about here, and you'll be able to see the pictures, and we've got video too that we that we shot of everything though. The camera we were using wouldn't allow us to overcrank, so we could shoot, do slow mo. So I don't know how effective okay. that's going to be, but we'll, we'll I'll give it a shot and see if we can slow any of it down to to see what these impacts look like. But more than that, it's it's the result of the impacts is is what we're looking for, and we've got some great results and some cool molds as a result of that. And I want to see those bad boys when they come out in like some kind of fast. You got it, please. please. <laughs> so devoid of any color or anything, it's just pure. Yes, and I have cleaned. No, I have cleaned that. them all thoroughly, so nothing smells like <laughs> decaying pig. Is not something you know. You can't unsmell something. Uh, but we did it all in in um, smooth on uh, Mold Star Thirty. Is the silicon that we use so. These molds should be viable for quite some time, and remarkably little um, cure inhibition from from fatty tissue. Um, these all, with with I think extremely minor spot inhibitions, kicked off beautifully. And what's the sort of pot life? Um, the Moldstar 30s got about a about a half hour pot life and about a four hour demold time. And a thirty shore. It's a thirty shore, yeah. So it's it's pliable but tough. Wonderful. Well, we'll look forward to seeing those photos. We'll put those up um, hopefully Monday or Tuesday uh, when this post goes out. Awesome. Yeah. Next time. Thank next you very time much, you're on board. Awesome. Thank you My so much. Pleasure. It's been brilliant. So, if you have any questions about makeup effects and prosthetics that you'd like to see turned into a blog post, please get in touch with us. Stuart and Todd at gmail.com.